0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts Saturday Edition. That's right, we're going out on a limb here. It's a Saturday game day. Get used to it because we're going to run it back again next week. But this is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield. It's game day. It's Saturday. It's weird. It's kind of exciting. I still don't know how I feel about it. I I, I really don't. I, I'm glad if the Steelers are going to have a Saturday game. It's coming off. They're they're mini-buy. They didn't have to have a short week. They won't have a short week next week. Uh, But then again, neither will the Bengals because they play today at 1 o'clock. So if you're waiting for the Steelers game, you got Bengals and Vikings at 1. Then the Steelers, when do they play? 4.30 p.m. Pittsburgh time and they play on NFL Network. So for those of you looking for a way to watch the game, you have Sunday ticket but not NFL Network, uh, you're out of luck. you got to have NFL Network to watch this one. The way I understand it, there might be some online streaming places, uh, NFL Plus perhaps. Um, I I don't even know that they would have it uh, for sure. But NFL Network, if you got it, you can watch it. If you don't, I don't know what else to say. Maybe you can listen to it on one of the many uh, Pittsburgh radio affiliates, or if you can find it somewhere online, or a lot of times you can listen to it on a desktop computer, meaning laptop. Does anyone still have a desktop anymore? Sorry, (laughs) I just had to throw that out there. Meaning a non-mobile device uh, on Steelers.com. You should be able to with with various things if you had to listen to the game. But hopefully you can watch the game. Like I said, it's a 4.30 p.m. kickoff. It's one of those things a lot like Thanksgiving Day, they they spread them out just enough to make sure that they, the games don't overlap. Whew. So the, the Steelers, there was five possible games to end up on Saturday when they, they picked them a couple weeks ago. And I was pretty certain the Steelers and the Colts were going to be one of them. And it does make sense because these two teams right now would both be in the playoffs if they started before this game. So it's a very interesting matchup. So now we look at the spread. The spread is actually a little bit closer than it was initially. It's one and a half points in favor of the Colts. Now, think about it: you get three points for hosting the game. So, one and a half—that means that these that these teams are, you know, pretty close on a neutral field. If if it would come down to that, so the the Colts don't even get the standard three point uh, uh, advantage. That means if this game would have been in Pittsburgh, the Steelers would have been favored. It really is a toss-up. Now, this was a a, a, a bigger line than this. The Steelers were were bigger underdogs, but it kind of came back in this direction once T.J. Watt came out of the concussion protocol, which we'll talk about those things with when it comes to injuries and whatnot shortly. But the over-under, 42. 42. All right, you're like, "Oh, that's that's low." It's 12 points higher than last week. In other words, you're saying the Colts are 12 points better than the Patriots. But e- either way, it'll be really interesting to see how these play out, but over under 42, Steelers are 1.5 point underdogs. That's the spread. Now it's time to talk about the weather. And the weather in Indianapolis, it doesn't matter what the weather in Indianapolis is. Why? Because it's in a dome. Well, I guess technically it's a quote-unquote retractable roof. Um, but e- either way, it's inside. It's indoors. It doesn't matter. And now if you're wondering, okay, well, does that help the Steelers or all, or, or all? Maybe? Do they do they not play well in a dome? Well, according to Pro Football Reference, they break it down into domes versus retractable roofs. I, I combine those two together. In other words, inside. I combine those two together. Under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers are 16-8 and eight in those settings, regular season. Regular season, sixteen and eight in in a closed stadium. I'll just say it that way, and that means they're on the road. So that means twice as many wins. You know, sixty seven percent winning percentage. However you want to look at it. So have, are the Steelers affected by a dome in a negative way? No, but a lot of times dome teams are better in the dome just because it's what they're used to. So we'll see if that plays out. It doesn't always play out for Indianapolis because as we talked about in the Steelers preview, Jeff Hartman talked about on Let's Ride. The Colts have not beat the Steelers since 2008. Also, they haven't beat the Steelers in Indianapolis since 2005. That 2005 game, now I know it's ironic that the last two times that the Steelers lost to the Colts were in seasons in which they won the Super Bowl. But that 2005 game, if you remember, that was Peyton Manning to Marvin Harrison, Uh, welcome to running your mouth, Mr. Taylor. Uh, moment. I, I do believe it was that game because um, they, they did have an 80 yard touchdown uh, less than two minutes into the game from, from Manning to Harrison. Um, if that was the last time that the Steelers lost in Indianapolis. Very interesting to know. Um, uh, at least in regular season, I'm pretty sure that includes playoffs as well because playoffs because the Steelers, you know, they, they won that year in Indianapolis in the playoffs. So that's, that's how things are going. Oh, this is crazy. As I'm sitting here, the line just changed a little bit on the Steelers. Not the line, but the over/under. It just did a refresh. Uh, this is coming from DraftKings, 42 and a half now. It's not 42.5. Very interesting that that would just change while I'm sitting here recording this. So, all right. So let, let's go ahead and keep moving. But remember, the weather doesn't matter. Steelers are indoors. Let's real quick talk about the injury report because there's not a lot to talk about. You know what? We're going to take the break. And then we'll talk about the injury report. We'll maybe keep it a little bit of a shorter show this week because the Steelers, honestly, the last two games haven't been much to talk about. So we'll we'll see about that. So stick around. We'll be right back with some injury updates. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Indianapolis Colts later today, 4.30 kickoff. Okay, injuries. Injury report. Uh, This week was interesting. It'll be the same next week because the injury reports came Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, with the game statuses coming on Thursday. Now, as the week was going on, the Steelers got good news because T.J. Watt came out of the concussion protocol on Wednesday. Wednesday night it was announced. So T.J. Watt, good to go, play. Alex Highsmith was originally listed as questionable for this game. Like 15 or 20 minutes after they, they did that, it was it was reported, uh the Steelers reported from uh Bert Lawton, the, the senior director of communications, I think is his official title. And Highsmith Smith was cleared by the independent neurologist. They removed his questionable status. He's good to go. The only two players for the Steelers that have an injury status are Kenny Pickett, who is out as Steelers fans should have known, should have expected. I'm okay. News flash. Hey, the Steelers fans, next week, Kenny Pickett's gonna be out again. I mean, just get just be ready for it. He's gonna be out next week. You know, there's a there's a slight chance he'll be back for Seattle, but I, I would be shocked if he's back next week. It would be a, a very welcome surprise. But just prepare yourself. He's gonna be out next week, too. But the only other player that was on there is Isaac Samalu, who is questionable. He was questionable last week, but he didn't practice at all this week. And then you know, nine days off, zero practice. But if there's a guy, there's some guys on the Steelers that could still play without practicing at all. Siamalo is one of them, maybe the only one on the offense that could do that. So we'll see what, what happens later around 3 o'clock today when they announce the inactives. It's either going to be him or Dylan Cook will we'll, we'll be would we'll, 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 we'll be active. And if it's not Siamalo, then it would be, i got to get the right brother, it would be Nate Herbig that would then be starting uh, at, at guard in, in place of Siamalo. Now, when it comes to the Colts, what do they have? Their game status is they had linebacker. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Sagun Olubi. There we go. With a hip is questionable. Tackle Braden Smith with a knee is out. That's significant because um, that's going to put someone else having to try to block T.J. Watt. And running back Jonathan Taylor with a thumb is also out. That's significant because the last two weeks since he's been out, Colts have rushed for like 40 and 50 yards in those two games. So that is, I'm, even though, yes, they have Zach Moss. He can he can get the job done. He's done well at times this season. He it when it's without Jonathan Taylor, um, just not quite the same rushing attack. Since he's come back from where he missed the first four games and then went out again. Now each team also did a practice squad elevation. One, the Colts they elevated wide receiver Ethan um, Furnia. I'm I'm pretty sure that's how I say it. Ethan Furnia, He was an undrafted guy. Uh, out of UCLA this past season. I don't know that he has any NFL games with him. The Steelers, they did one that, I I honestly, I didn't agree with it. Um, Well, not that I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I understand why, but I still don't like it. That it's it's Kyron Johnson, or uh, Kyron, I don't know which way to say his first name. This is his third straight elevation. This will be the last one the Steelers can do. Now, at first, I thought he was an inside linebacker, but apparently he's actually an outside linebacker. But even last week when T.J. Watt was struggling but ended up playing, Alex Highsmith goes out. The Steelers had Marcus Golden inactive. Johnson had zero defensive snaps. He is not being brought up to play defense. He's being brought up to play special teams. He had 20 special team snaps last week. 13 the week before. The problem is the Steelers have a bunch of inside linebackers that don't play special teams. Mark Robinson's the only one. So they need another special teams guy. But I don't like the whole idea of it being Marcus Golden again if he if he's not there. I think the Steelers, you know, they kind of took a chance last week and it almost bit them big time. Because if T.J. Watt, speculatory if T.J. Watt doesn't, minimize his symptoms during the game or maybe it was just one of those things where he didn't get them until hours later but then you got the visor situation uh, I don't know there's a lot going on there but if it wasn't for that and he wasn't playing Steelers didn't have another outside linebacker because they had him inactive I think I'll do it again this week we're gonna have to find out at three o'clock that's just one of those crazy things I don't like it that they have so many players on their defense that don't do special teams and yet aren't starters Inside linebackers, is really what's killing them. That really is what's killing them uh, with that. So we'll we'll see how the ultimately all that plays out. Let's get into a little bit of a breakdown of the game. Um, what do the Steelers have to do to win this game? I don't know why I have a feeling that this game is going to see more turnovers by both teams than what the Steelers typically have in a game, meaning both ways. I mean, it, the Steelers have been playing a lot of cleaner football games. Like I, I don't know when the last time is. It's been a while since either the Steelers or their opponent had two turnovers in a game because it it just seems like it's either zero or one. I mean, early in the season, there was a lot. The, the last time there's a number two on any of these was that the Steelers had two takeaways at Green Bay. That was the last time. It's either been one or none for both teams. I just kind of have a feeling that that's not going to be the case the Colts are very good at taking the ball away. They also turn it over a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So the Steelers could still have a turnover or two, but the key is, is they can't be in that minus. You can't be in that minus turnover mar- margin. That's, that's going to be a key. Um, also, you got to be aggressive and run the football against a team that doesn't defend the run very well. And even more important, the Steelers defense has to start strong. Start strong. They've struggled with that at times this year. And when they haven't started strong, it's bit them. When they give up, when the Steelers go down seven nothing, I don't think they've won a game this season where they've gone down seven to nothing. Where they've given up a touchdown before they've done. I mean, after the opening drive. Sorry, after only counting the opening drives of both both teams. If the Steelers and the other team score, it's different. But if the Steelers don't score and the other team scores a touchdown, it's been trouble. So the defense needs to hit the ground running, hit the ground running. They did not. That didn't happen in the last game, and, and it really bit them. So that's another key. Um, I don't think the Steelers having to defend the tight end. Um, they didn't do it well, especially in the first half last game. Hopefully, Landon Roberts is back and good. I, he's my X factor for the defense this week because if he can help with the tight ends, that that'll that'll be good. I know I can't even remember his name. The Colts have a have a pretty good uh, young tight end that's starting to really come on, and uh, and hopefully the Steelers can can contain him there. And and the guys up front just got to keep shutting down the run. Uh, I, this is a game. I know the Colts generally score points, but this is one that I think the Steelers. Maybe maybe they can show that they're a defense that can take an offense that that has scored over 20 points in all but two games this season and and be able to make it be the third time. We'll just have to see. My my thing is to kind of give you some final thoughts. I don't know really what to expect right now because the because of what Mike Tomlin says. Okay, two is a pattern. Two is a pattern. And the Steelers laid an egg twice in a row. Now, I, I, could, I could write off the last loss a lot, even though it was to a bad opponent. Oh, it's to a coach that's just kind of had the Steelers number. Uh, that's, that's one thing. The Steelers were starting Mitch Trubisky for the first time this season on a very short week with an offensive coordinator and play caller that was only their third game in December. That was kind of a maybe a little bit of a perfect storm. The offense did not get on. they did much better in the second half. You have to admit, they 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 started back, they still had just some weird things. That fourth down, throw it deep. I mean, I third down, I'd have been fine with it, but man, when you're the further down the field, I, I don't mind taking shots, but you're the when you're throwing it that deep, you're talking about a, a low percentage throw and you're throwing it to a receiver that has a tendency to drop stuff rather than the one that just wins 50, 50 balls. So anyway, I, I could beat that dead horse for a long time, but maybe part of that was the short week and, and just not a uh, good play calling and everything from, from the new coordinator play caller. So maybe the Steelers can get that straightened out. Maybe that with their backs up against the wall, the, where this is pretty much the playoffs are now, the Steelers are at a place now that they haven't been, and that is they control their own destiny for the last four games. They weren't there last year; they lost that that game before they head into the finals four, like last year when they lost that game to Baltimore, same same week of the season last year. Then they won their last four, but they didn't control their own destiny. They do this time, and if they drop this game. The only way they're still going to control their own destiny is if a bunch of other teams also lose. Now, what's crazy is the Steelers and Colts are the only two teams of that cluster at seven and six in the FC that play each other this week. So all, hypothetically, all the rest of them could lose, but all the rest of them could win. So it'll be real interesting to see how that plays out. You control your own destiny. First thing you got to do, Steelers, is you got to win this one. You've got to win this one and hold on to that. Then you can worry about the next one. Now, for me, I I have to admit, I did not pick the Steelers to win this game. And the reason I didn't is because I'm so tired of picking wrong that if I'm going to pick wrong, I might as well pick wrong in a way that when I am wrong, I'll be happy, not doubly sad. So the thing is, I, I used a bunch of maybes there. I kept saying maybe, 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 maybe. The Steelers have to actually do it. I can, they, they have this opportunity to do it. They just have to step up and do it and silence all the people that have been talking this terrible things about the Steelers over the last few weeks. You come out and you give a good dominating performance against a team that, that would have been in the playoffs before this game started. Then you could say, hey, did the Steelers get it? Or are they, did they right the ship? That'll be the narrative. Rather than the narrative of "Oh, how bad is this falling apart," so Steelers, you have a chance to change the narrative. Change the narrative on Saturday. I would love to see it. I can't wait to do it. I will be the one doing the knee-jerk reaction article this week uh, um, because it's on Saturday. Big Bro Sco had a had a previous engagement, so I'm I'm going to be sitting on my couch writing that article, watching this game. Terrible towel. I'll be in my Cam Hayward jersey as I always am and you know what? We've only got four of them left. I'm hopeful that the Steelers can win those four. Then maybe we get bonus games. But you know what? That's not something to worry about until they take care of business this time. So there we are. That's the last minute thoughts. And As I always say to close these out, go Steelers.